uh, entering into praise and worship. You know, I, I, I love that the Lord God calls Himself the Great I Am. That, that just comforts me. That reassures me. That builds confidence in me that whatever I need, He is that right now. <laughs> I don't have to worry about trying to attain it. I don't have to worry about if I missed it. He is the Great I Am. Hallelujah. Well, as we were as we were entering the praise and worship, I heard the Lord say this on inside of me. You know, lot and, and I got two young kids, and they're big on the band aids now. Everything's band aids. They want to stick band aids on everything. You know, even if there isn't a boo boo, they want to put a band aid on it. But I heard the Lord say, you know, this world tries to deal with their circumstances. Healing, finances, getting peace and strength. They try to deal with it by putting band-aids on it. And, and I just saw it in the spirit realm. And I think of my kids because I do this band-aid thing. Uh, they only last for a little period of time. And then they wash off or they don't stick anymore. And you put them on. They don't come. And that's what this world does. It doesn't have the answers. Unfortunately, and, and it tries to, I heard mask, but then it went into Band-Aid. It tries to mask the problem. It tries to fix it. It tries to address it. But you know what? That Band-Aid doesn't last. But God does. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and He is the great physician. He will not only put a Band-Aid on there that lasts, but He'll bring that healing and He'll bring restoration. Hallelujah. You believe that? Yeah. Amen. Well, I'm Pastor Chris. Good morning. So glad you're here with me today. I've been praying for you all week that the right people would be here, that would hear this word that the Lord wants me to share with you. So I'm glad to see you here today. He obviously saw fit to bring each one of you here today to hear this word. So uh, I'm going to continue on this, the disciplines of faith. Okay, now I've been on this for a while. Okay. And I only get to share maybe once a month, so I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to reiterate just a very slightly, but I'm going to get back into it. But uh, we've been talking about the disciplines of faith. Paul calls them the steps of faith in Romans 4:12. Steps meaning we are to be going from faith to faith and glory to glory. We are constantly to be moving forward, upward, advancing, increasing. Our God never takes us backwards. He never causes us to stay in idle idleness no he's always looking to advance his children promote his children increase his children so we're looking at the steps of faith the disciplines of faith i like to call them the nuts and bolts of faith and you say well what's that got to do with healing service well in order for you to receive healing or in order for you to receive finances strength peace everything that you and I will ever need in order for us to receive that, it's going to require faith. So for us to just throw out things and believe for things and then not have the disciplines of faith, sometimes we can be deceived, sometimes we can come up short, and it affects our faith. So it's good to know the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts of faith, and faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So no matter how you came in here today, no matter what's wrong with you, your family, your situations, Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. There's nothing that cannot be accomplished without faith. Hallelujah. Well, that ought to get you a little excited. Because if you, if you weren't, 
If you come in here downcast, downtrodden, there's the answer. <laughs> faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So we're going to speak a little bit, of, or speak a lot about faith. Okay, and we've been on it for a while. But I'll reiterate very quickly, because I want to get right into the lesson. I've been trying to uh, finish discipline or step number four now for about two or three weeks. So discipline or step number one was this was to submit to the Word of God, put God first place. That's number one. Numeral uno. You gotta put God first place. You gotta submit to his word. That's submitting to God. And you have to have that be first place in your life. Because without that one, guys, you won't know any of the other steps. You won't know any of the other disciplines. So establish that right now in your heart that I got to seek God first. I got to put his word first place. Discipline or step number two was to acknowledge him in all our ways. Okay? Acknowledge him in all our ways. Because you can have the word of God down on the inside of you. You can be in the word each and every day. But, you know, if we look at our example, Lord Jesus Christ, he found himself in the word. That's what you and I are going to have to do. He found himself in there and then he acknowledged the Lord. He acknowledged God, his father. He said, how should I do it? What do you want me to say? How would you want me to act? So we have to acknowledge him. We can't be doing this on our own. For apart from him, we can do... All right, we know that, right? So we need to acknowledge him all our ways. And all that basically is is prayer. And we think we make prayer to be something mystical and some big thing, and prayer is nothing more than conversing with your father. I, my wife, uh, I've shared this with you before, she has a great relationship with her mom, and they talk to each other, I'm not kidding you, two or three times a day. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's a girlfriend thing. Uh, but, you know, I do know now because I converse with my father like that. And all he's saying in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is to acknowledge him in all our ways is just converse with him. Hey, Dad, how would you want me to do this? Hey, Dad, how, what would you want me to say to this person? And I'm telling you, a, a pastor gave me such a great advice. I, I When I first got hired here... I was told to call around a bunch of other churches to see how they did pastoral care. And this one pastor, forget, I think he was from one of the Caminetti churches, he said, Pastor Chris, he says, if there's one thing I can tell you to do, just acknowledge or give God place, acknowledge him, something on that line, before you meet with anybody, before you call somebody back, before you have any kind of interaction with people. And I put that into place in my life, and man, it's given me such direction that I don't have to do this on my own. You know, we got a lot of messed up, hurting people all around us. You might be one of them, but I'm here to tell you, God is for you. And if you acknowledge him and you give him place, he'll get you out of that mess. He doesn't want you to stay there. So that was discipline step number two. Discipline step number three was to stay in love. Stay in love. Because faith operates and functions by love. So you're, if, if faith's not working in your life, if you, if you think, wow, man, I don't see God moving on my behalf like I, I see him moving in other people's lives, or this isn't working out the way I, I know it should, how's your love walk? How's your love walk? It's so important because uh, God is love. <laughs> you can't bypass that one. Okay? Stay in love. Okay? That's a biggie, guys. 
but that's a good indicator of if your if your uh, faith is not working properly. And then where we're at right now, and we've been looking at it for a couple of weeks, discipline step number four, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. And the girls sang beautiful songs today, and I was thinking, you know, Lord, how how would that relate to what you want me to share today? But you know what, you know, God is able to do anything, and with God all things are possible. But you know what? I look around me and I see lots of people where God isn't doing a whole lot. And I see a whole lot of situations in this messed up world where God isn't doing a whole lot. Why is that? I mean, come on, let's get real. I'm not going to I'm like a straight up pastor. It's no use me telling you everything's going to be peachy and hunky-dory, then you walk out of here and get slammed in the face and you don't see it and you're not able to be able to deal with it. Why is that? Because we're not using our mouth. We're not speaking it for it. What's he say? Let the redeemed of the Lord... So if, if God was to move and God was to react according to our needs, which we all got needs, or our wants, okay, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't have healing service today. Because we'd all be taken care of. Okay? There would be no unbelieving heathen. Okay? Everything would be taken care of. Well, we know that it doesn't take us to even walk outside these four walls to know that everything isn't the way it should be. When that happens, we'll all be in heaven. And that's not too far from now. Amen. All right? We're going to be going on a road trip pretty shortly. Hallelujah. I can't wait. It's going to be cool, man. Get there, it's going to be one big party, because I'm into parties, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I can't wait, man. But anyhow, until we get there, okay, we see that we have a part to play. That's called free will, okay? And we have a free will, and we, we must do some things, okay? Now, he'll grace us, he'll equip us, enable us. In fact, he's already done it all. All we have to do is side up with him, okay? And it requires us to say some things. For the number one indicator of our faith is speaking, our words. So if you want to know where your face at, or you want to know where it hasn't been, then, then listen to what you're saying, because that's a good indication of where your faith is. Okay, so watch your mouth. And people say, why? Where did you get that from? You know, and I, I shared this before. You know, I, I heard my mom say it a couple times, my dad probably more than that. But, and then I heard the neighbor kids that I hung around with, I heard their parents say a lot, you watch your mouth, young man. I thought, what in the world does that mean? And how can you do that? How can you watch your mouth? I can't look down and see my mouth. Uh, but what, it, what the Lord just brought that to my attention is, is you can watch your mouth because you can watch the effects of what your words are saying when you speak them. When I speak to you, I'm looking out there and I see some blank faces. <laughs> I see some happy faces. I see some pretty faces. But I'm saying when, when you speak, you can see the, the effects. You can watch your mouth because you can see what's taking place in your life. So you really can watch your mouth. And, and, and that's, you know, that can either be an uh, advantage to you or a disadvantage, depending on what's been coming out of your mouth. A couple statements that I made, and just going to go through them real quickly. Your life today is a result of the words you spoke yesterday. Boy, that'll wake you up and slap you right in the face, won't it? But your life today is a result of the words you spoke yesterday. So, you know, what I'm finding out about the Lord and, and, and being able to teach a little bit more and preach a little bit more, 
is, is you know what, I, I went to church my whole life and, you know, went to church a whole lot and heard some good messages and stuff. Man, I don't know about you now, but when I come to church, man, I want God to tweak me, turn me, get me positioned in the right. I want to, I want to be exhorted. I want to be admonished. I want Him to change me. I don't want to hear something, oh, that was fine, Danny, you know, everything's la, 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 and, and, and it doesn't affect my life. I mean, I'm, nothing's changed. Well, if nothing's changed, how can I expect anything different? You wouldn't be here today if you didn't want something different, Right? I sure hope you didn't come to see what kind of shoes I'm wearing and what kind of top of color I was wearing. Come on, man. You came to get the word. Okay? So let's, let's, let's open up. Let's, let's open right now. And I want you to draw everything out that the Lord has put down on the inside of me because that's the only way you'll get it all. And no matter how you came in today, we all have different needs and desires, but only God, only the Holy Spirit can te- teach each one individually. And one over here can hear something completely different than the one over here heard. If you came wanting to receive today, you will get it. So, you can look at this message today, and you can look at that like your life as a result of the words you spoke yesterday. Is either, oh man, you know, I, yeah, right, okay, and blow that off, and nothing will change. You can go right out of here, and nobody's going to condemn you. I'm, I'm sure not. I want to walk side by side with you. Or you can say, well, I do see where I've been missing it, and I see that I need to start changing. And I don't like where my life's at right now. I want to I want to I want to be more conformed into my Lord Jesus Christ image. I want to be like him. So, I got to watch what I'm starting to say cuz tomorrow I want a different result than I had today. Okay? If you can change your words, you can change your life. If you don't like your life right now or you want it to go in a different direction, you can do that with your words. Praise God. That's pretty easy, right? I can do that with my words. He, he doesn't make it complicated. It is good news. It's the gospel. Faith requires action. The action of our faith, one of the actions of our faith, is speaking. Is speaking. That's where we differ with a whole lot of other churches. Okay? But I'm going to give you scriptures today that, you know, what you can either agree with it or disagree with it, but faith requires action. The action of our faith is speaking. So the quicker we learn that, the quicker then we can move from faith to faith and glory to glory. We release and activate our faith with our words. Everyone in this room, if you're saved, you already have the measure of faith. You have more than enough faith on the inside of you to do everything that God's called you to do, everything that God's called you to be. But how you activate it, how you release that faith, and that's what's going to accomplish something, is by speaking it. It's down in here. You got it. That's good news. Everybody ought to be smiling. I got it. Say, I got it. All right. So, our words are the number one indicator of our faith. Okay. Turn to a familiar scripture. Mark 11, 22. Mark 11, 22. Don't let it ever become so familiar that you can't receive something more from it. Mark 11, 24. Well, Mark actually 11:22. We're going to start there. Mark 11:22. Now I got so much notes and so much writing and highlighting around these three verses. I can barely read the scripture, but I don't need to read it anymore because it's down on the inside of me. But I, it's it's such a powerful passage, and here's why, guys. The whole thing I'm talking about is we sang this morning about you know God can move mountains and. 
He can, uh, he can uh, keep me from the storms and all those things. Well, how he does that is by us speaking his word. Okay? If it was just a matter of God taking care of moving mountains and, and calming the storms, then he'd be doing that for everyone. And we see that that's not happening. Okay? So it ha must have to do something with us. And God gives us a great example right here. And there's no greater example than Jesus. Amen? He is our example. He is the master. He, 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 he did everything right. So if you want a good indication of how to do it, what to say, what to think, is look to Jesus. In Mark 11:22, Jesus is speaking. So Jesus answered the boys and he said to them, Have faith in God. A couple other translations say, Use the same kind of faith that God uses. Or other transla another translation says, use the God kind of faith. Okay, well we already know that his faith is our faith because we got it from him. Right? Okay, so the, uh, what I want you to see in this scripture here, and God's trying to relate to us, he was trying to relate to the disciples and, and we are his disciples. He says, have the God kind of faith. And then he just doesn't leave it there because a lot of people would say, well, that's cool, have the God kind of faith, or I have the God kind of faith. But then he goes on to tell us what that is. Okay? In Mark 11:23, He says, have the God kind of faith, and here's what that God kind of faith is. For assuredly I say to you, whoever, you're a whoever, I'm a whoever, so it's a level playing field, says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, a whole lot of saying going on there. Therefore, I say to you again, this is the God kind of faith. Whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, I'll share with you real quickly. We don't have no problem and no doubt or no disbelief that when God does this, that it works, right? He spoke and it existed. And we don't doubt that at all. And we see how he created everything that we see. He spoke it and it came into existence. What well, the problem is, is for us to relate to that. That's where we get a little off. And it should not be so. But he's saying, Christopher, put your name in there. Have my kind of faith. And here's my kind of faith, Christopher. If you've got, you got a mountain in your life, you've got a storm coming against your life, or if you need healing in your life, we're in healing service. If you need peace in your life, if you need strength for your life, speak to that thing. Speak to it, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things that you speak will come to pass, and you shall have it. Simple, but profound, right? Okay? I got a problem. You come in today, somebody I, I, I believe probably has a sickness in here, or is going through some stuff. God's saying, I've given you my faith. You have it on the inside. I've given you the measure of faith. I'm the author, the perfecter, and I will finish that faith. You have it. Now, here's how you work that faith. You say to that problem, say someone, let's just use a headache. Somebody come in here with a headache. God's saying, I've given you my faith, and here's how you use my faith. Speak to that headache to be gone. 
and not to return. Don't leave it out there for it to come back again. Put on there and do not return. Okay, not to say that the devil won't try to come back against you again. But then, do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you said, headache was gone. Mark it down, November 2nd, 1038, headache's gone. It's a good thing to do that, because I can assure you, the devil's a persistent cuss, and he'll come back and say, yeah, right, that didn't work, you got a headache. No, 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 wait a minute, devil. As of November 2nd, 1038, I was in healing service. I spoke to that, and it is gone. And if you will stand up to that mountain, if you will stand up to that storm, it must heed the word of God, which is the word coming out of your spirit, which is coming out of your mouth, because you put it in there. It's God's faith attaching itself to his word, and he always accomplishes what he set out for it to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, you first of all, though, you have to see this on the inside. So, someone come in. Here's a, a simple illustration. Somebody come in with a headache. They got a headache. You have to see yourself free from that headache on the inside. I'm talking down in here in the spirit man. I see myself free. Because if you cannot see yourself free from that headache or whatever is coming against your life, you will never have it on the outside here unless you have it down on the inside. You got to get that down on the inside, guys. So whatever you're believing for, maybe you're believing for a baby, a, a child, and we're going to look right into that. Maybe you're believing for finances. Maybe you're believing to see yourself out of debt. Maybe you're seeing yourself, I need peace. Pastor Chris, I just need some peace. Well, unless you can see yourself walking in peace, you'll never have it out here until you have it down on the inside. So important that you will not have it out here. It will not manifest until it is put down on the inside. Okay, And God gives us a great example of this. In fact, Abraham is called the father of our faith. You know that, right? And I don't have to go into all that. But Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. He just believed God. He believed that he was who he said he was. He didn't have any New Testament, no Old Testament. He just believed God. And he called him the friend of God. Man, I want to be labeled that. I want to be labeled the friend of God. And how I can become the friend of God is acknowledging him in all my ways and just believing that he is who he said he is, conversing with him, going throughout the day, just talking to him, and then listening and having him talk back to me. I'm his friend. Okay? And Abraham was called the friend of God, and he was called the father of our faith. So we're talking about disciplines of faith. So would it not do us good to look at Abraham's example if he's called the father of our faith, then we should look at his life. God put him in the Bible for an example for you and I. He put him in there as an illustration and as, as an example, the same as he did with Jesus, so that you and I could look at that and do the things that Abraham did and have then the results Abraham had. And what happened was, and you all know the story, Abraham was Abram, and Sarai was Sarah, before Sarah, she was Sarai. Okay, and they're well up in years. You know, all know this. I don't have to preach about that. But Abraham's in his near 100, and she's in her 90s, late 80s, whatever. Never had a child. Never had a child. Wanted a child. In those days, it was considered a curse if you didn't have children. They wanted a child. Still in their 80s. Mourning, and why couldn't they have a child? Why couldn't they have a child? Abraham was walking with God. And God heard his cry, and he says, Abraham, you will have a child. Abram, you will have a child. And what Abraham do? What Abram do? Sorry. What Abram do? 
He laughed. I mean, what would you do if you were 100 and asking for a child? God says, I'm going to give you a child. What are you talking about, Lord? I mean, I'm going to orphanage over here. I'm going to adopt one or what? What are you talking about? Me having a child? Do you see Sarah? Do you know how old Sarah is? And he laughed. So important, though, to see what God did with this man, okay, and how God is so patient, how God is so faithful. That Abraham laughed, Abram laughed, and so did Sarai. In fact, God said, what's she doing? <laughs> She's over in the other room laughing. Like, how can this be? Listen, guys, you know how serious, laughing at God, meaning like, you can't do this thing, God, okay? Now, we say all things are possible with God. Do we really believe that? Okay, we're talking about a guy, 100, lady 90, well past childbearing years, you know, things shutting down, okay? But God said, you'll be with the child. And I want you to see the response of Abraham. He laughed. Sarai laughed. But there was another, there was a little girl, teenage girl in the New Testament. Same thing happened. An angel came to her. One of my favorite stories, one of my favorite quotes. An angel said, Mary, little teenage girl, you will be with child. And her response was, well, how can this be? For I've not been with a man. An angel said, you shall be endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. And what was her response? Be it unto me according to thy word. We could stop right there. We had church. We could be done. Seriously. Be it unto me according to thy word. Didn't doubt. Hebrews 11.6 was in effect before it was ever written down. She believed that God was who he said he was and that he was a rewarder because she diligently sought after him. Be it unto me according to thy word. Man, never forget that quote. Never forget Mary. But back to Abram. He's struggling. She's struggling. How can this be? I mean, you know, and and in the natural, it looks like, and here we go, guys, your headache, your whatever's trying to attack you, it's not yours anyhow, it's the devil trying to deceive you into thinking you have something, but whatever that is, you know, uh, it's coming against you. In the natural, it looks like, I ain't ever going to get out of this. I don't see how I could do it. You you might have your mate. You might have uh, children or parents. You might have uh, neighbors saying, you ain't, how could it be? How can this happen? How could you believe for something like that? There's no way. Well, God gave us such a great example here. And I just want you to see it. And I'm telling you, this one example in the Bible with the father of our faith can change any circumstance that you have. Uh, God said, you laughed, Sarai laughed, I'm going to have to help you. Okay, that's what he said to Abraham. He said, I'm going to have to help you. What I want you to do, Abram, He says, I want you to change your name to Abraham. And I want Sarai over there laughing (laughs) to change her name to Sarah. Abraham meant the father of many nations. Sarah meant the the mother of many nations. And can you imagine his response? Is God, first he says you're going to be with child, and then he says you're going to be the father of many nations. And I want you to call yourself Abraham. Now here's important, this is what the whole thing, what I'm describing this for, guys, is because... He said, okay, God, okay, I'll do that. He was a friend of God. He believed God. He said, I'll do that. I'll change my name from Abram to Abraham. And Sarah, I will change her name from Sarai to Sarah. So, every morning when he got up, Sarah will call into Abraham. Abraham, what are you doing today? You want eggs? You want cereal? What do you want, Abraham? Sarah! 
Are you going to do the dishes? Or what are you doing today? Can we go somewhere? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the... The word was that he will be with child. The word was is you will be a father of many nations. He couldn't get it. He couldn't see it. He could not see it out here. He couldn't see it down here. He laughed. Here's how God worked with him and how he wants to work with you. He said, okay, I'm going to have to work with you a little bit on this. I want you to change your name from Abraham. I want you to change your name from having cancer to now you are set free. I want you to say that you, I want you to change your name from I'm in debt up over my ears to where I am financially sound, no debt at all. I want you to say uh, I've had this. I want you to replace that I've had this problem my whole life. It runs in my family to say, no, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. And what he said was, is, and, and, and I don't know how it went the first day, but I can assure you this, when Abraham cruised into town for the day, went in the barber shop or whatever he did, and he says, they said, hey, Abram, what's going on? Guys, I'm Abraham now. <laughs> you old fool. You wacko, who do you think you are? You're coming in here telling us you're the father of many nations? They knew what that meant. Everybody knew what that meant in that day. Hey, 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 oh, by the way, guys, my, my wife's name's Sarah now. You old quack. <laughs> you know, can you smash? Come on, man. People are no different than they were today. Come on now. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're like, yeah, in the natural. Okay, old man, we'll call you whatever you want us to call you. We'll call you Abraham if you, that's going to make you feel better. When he walks out of the barber shop, they're like, man, he's whacked. He's, he's going off the deep end. He kept hearing Abraham, 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 in the house, out in the field, in the barber shop, in the streets. Abraham, Abraham, I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. She's the mother of many nations. She's the mother of many nations. They kept hearing. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, whatever's going on in your life, Whatever's trying to come against you, you find your promise in the Word of God that I've been redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease, and you speak that, and don't let no one deter you from that. You keep saying it. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed from the curse of law of sickness and disease. By His stripes I am healed. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what my senses are saying. I don't care what my family says. I don't care what the boys down the barbershop say. I don't care about anything. because I'm just a friend of God. I believe God that He is who He said He is. And his word said, by his stripes, I was healed. After a while, if you keep saying that, it'll get down on the inside of you, and it will manifest on the outside. That's how it works. We got it down in the natural. We'll plant a seed in the garden. We walk away, and we, we expect in 30 to 90 days, whatever we plant will come up. Yet when, we, when, we, when it comes to the Word of God, which is seed is the Word, the ground is our heart, we, we, we expect something different. We, we don't see it working, you know? And we, we, we got to have it like right now. He never guaranteed it'd be like that. Seed, time, harvest. So in the, it, it's already accomplished down here. The manifestation of it, same as natural seed. I don't plant a tomato seed and the next day I get tomatoes. Come on. So... Plant that word down in the ground of your heart, and you have to see it on the inside of you, and then it will manifest on the outside. Is that not a great example to you and I? Simple illustration. And, you know, one of the future teachings that I have is, is um, I don't know what it will be, but it will be like, what are you looking at? 
I, I think that's what I'm going to name is, what are you looking at? And God even went further with Abraham. I'll just share real quickly. He said, not only do you change your name, Abraham and Sarah, but when you walk out in the daytime, what you're walking on, look at the sand, which that's what they walked on, and then aggregate concrete and stamp concrete and stuff. And you know that, right, guys? So he walked out and he says, Abraham, when you look down at the sand every day, he says, your descendants shall be as numerous as the sand on the seashore. And then check this out. At nighttime, he says, when the sun goes down, you can't see the sand no more. Look up in the sky, Abraham. Your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. I love that. Our God is so good. I mean, he's got us covered. He, give us, he gave us his word. He, he gives us natural things to associate with. He it just reassures us and reiterates with us. There should be no doubt in us. And, and for you and I especially, because we have the Holy Spirit down in the side of us, we're eating that word constantly. We're constantly listening to the word. Now, come on, let's just take him for his word and believe that he is who he said he is. We should not have to be dealing with these things. We should be going and helping other people get what we already have. We're fighting for what we need. And, and that's okay, guys. But let's, let's, let's grow up and then let's, let's be able to impart this into someone else's life. There's a whole hurting world outside this church that needs help. And we're just trying to scramble around and take care of our own needs. That's okay. We'll get it done, but let's, let, let's get it. So, God had to give him an example. He had to give us an example. And it's so important. I, and here's a good quote, and, and I know it's important in my life. Uh, it's a whole lot easier to start to quote Scripture than it is to believe for something. Not everyone would agree with me on that, but I know in my own life, I sometimes, I'm telling you, as Pastor Chris, in, in my early walk, I'd see things in the Bible, and I just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't come to grips with it. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I couldn't wrap my heart around it. I planted it in my heart. But what I did is I started confessing it. I started speaking it, even when I didn't believe it. Even when it wasn't real to me, I just started speaking it. And I started speaking. Is that not what Abraham did? He didn't believe it. But God said, okay, well, I want you to start speaking that word. I want you to start saying you're the father of many nations. And so I'm telling you, maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe you're, you're having difficulty with an area. Start confessing the word. Start confessing that word. Even if... You don't feel like it, even when you necessarily don't even believe it yet. Start confessing it and watch God do something in your life. I'm not saying it's going to turn around overnight, but I'm saying if you will apply what we're talking about here today, he would have you know if you start confessing that word, what will happen is it will drop from here down into here. When that happens, it's only a matter of time before it happens out here. Praise God. Amen. Wow, it's going to be in there a couple weeks. <laughs> this one example in God's Word can change your life and your circumstances forever. I want to share with you just a few things that will work for me because I, I, here's what I know about God. is, is I, I had a spiritual father and I wanted to be like him so much and, I, and the Lord said, well, see what he did to get to the position where he's at. And I did. Because it was one thing, I, I couldn't think of myself ever being at the level that he was. 
And, and what I did, though, is I started studying his life and studying what he did to get to the place where he was. So I've always liked to do that because maybe it'll help someone. Maybe someone out there is, is struggling. Maybe someone doesn't really know. How. Listen, without application, you can't get nowhere. It's one thing hearing it and, and hearing it over week over week, and then you get frustrated. Well, frustration's not faith. And if I can help you share something that's worked in my life, I know this about our God and what he did with my spiritual father. He is no respecter of persons. So if he did it for him, he did it for me. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Amen? Amen. This is what I do in the morning. First thing I do when I get up in the morning, I get up kind of early to have my time alone with God. But I'll go to the restroom first, I'll go to the bathroom first, and the first thing I do is I splash cold water on my face. And, and that's the thing to quiet my flesh, you know, and I look in the mirror. And sometimes when I look in the mirror, isn't too pleasant, you know what I mean? <laughs> first thing in the morning, and, and you know, but the first thing I do is splash water on my face so I can start thinking immediately. Because if I don't do that, man, I can be grow, not, you know, I can just be drowsy. I, I, I'm up, so I might as well get to it. So I splash water on my face and I look in the mirror and I say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I don't look too righteous. <laughs> Sometimes I don't feel righteous. But I've been doing that for years now. And man, I walk back my hall. Thank you, Lord, you've made me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, that's cool, Pastor Chris. That's cool you do that. But what's that mean? That means I think like right, I talk right, and I act right. Well, if I'm thinking right, and I'm talking right, and I'm acting right, which is the righteousness of God, then I should be having right results. And I expect that. I don't expect to get up and, and not get accomplished what God's called me to do and to be. I don't expect to come up short. I don't expect to fail. Okay? And, and why I'm saying that is because I, I want you to have that same attitude that God does. It's not what I want. It's what Abraham, Abraham, I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. She's the mother of many nations. She's the mother of many nations. They kept hearing. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, whatever's going on in your life, whatever's trying to come against you, you find your promise in the word of God that I've been redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease, and you speak that, and don't let no one deter you from that. You keep saying it. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed from the curse of law of sickness and disease. By his stripes I am healed. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what my senses are saying. I don't care what my family says. I don't care what the boys down the barbershop say. I don't care about anything. because I'm just a friend of God. I believe God that he is who he said he is. And his word said, by his stripes, I was healed. After a while, if you keep saying that, it'll get down on the inside of you, and it will manifest on the outside. That's how it works. We got it down in the natural. We'll plant a seed in the garden. We walk away, and we, we expect in 30 to 90 days, whatever we plant will come up. Yet when, we, when, we, when it comes to the Word of God, which is seed is the Word, the ground is our heart, we, we, we expect something different. We, we don't see it working, you know? And we, we, we got to have it like right now. He never guaranteed it be like that. Seed, time, harvest. So in the, it, it's already accomplished down here. The manifestation of it, same as natural seed. I don't plant a tomato seed and the next day I get tomatoes. Come on. So... Plant that word down in the ground of your heart, and you have to see it on the inside of you, and then it will manifest on the outside. Is that not a great example to you and I? Simple illustration. 
And, you know, one of the future teachings that I have is, is um, I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be like, what are you looking at? I, I think that's what I'm going to name is, what are you looking at? And God even went further with Abraham. I'll just share real quickly. He said, not only do you change your name, Abraham and Sarah, but when you walk out in the daytime, what you're walking on, look at the sand, which that's what they walked on, and then aggregate concrete and stamp concrete and stuff. And you know that, right, guys? So he walked out and he says, Abraham, when you look down at the sand every day, he says, your descendants shall be as numerous as the sand on the seashore. And then check this out. At nighttime, he says, when the sun goes down, you can't see the sand no more. Look up in the sky, Abraham. Your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. I love that. Our God is so good. I mean, he's got us covered. He, give us, he gave us his word. He, he gives us natural things to associate with. He it just reassures us and reiterates with us. There should be no doubt in us. And, and for you and I especially, because we have the Holy Spirit down in the side of us, we're eating that Word constantly. We're constantly listening to the Word. Now, come on, let's just take Him for His Word and believe that He is who He said He is. We should not have to be dealing with these things. We should be going and helping other people get what we already have. We're fighting for what we need. And, and that's okay, guys. But let's, let's, let's grow up and then let's, let's be able to impart this into someone else's life. There's a whole hurting world outside this church that needs help. And we're just trying to scramble around and take care of our own needs. That's okay. We'll get it done, but let's, let, let's get it. So, God had to give him an example. He had to give us an example. And it's so important. I, and here's a good quote, and, and I know it's important in my life. Uh, it's a whole lot easier to start to quote Scripture than it is to believe for something. Not everyone would agree with me on that, but I know in my own life, I sometimes, I'm telling you, as Pastor Chris, in, in my early walk, I'd see things in the Bible, and I just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't come to grips with it. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I couldn't wrap my heart around it. I planted it in my heart. But what I did is I started confessing it. I started speaking it, even when I didn't believe it. Even when it wasn't real to me, I just started speaking it. And I started speaking. Is that not what Abraham did? He didn't believe it. But God said, okay, well, I want you to start speaking that word. I want you to start saying you're the father of many nations. And so I'm telling you, maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe you're, you're having difficulty with an area. Start confessing the word. Start confessing that word. Even if... You don't feel like it, even when you necessarily don't even believe it yet. Start confessing it and watch God do something in your life. I'm not saying it's going to turn around overnight, but I'm saying if you will apply what we're talking about here today, he would have you know if you start confessing that word, what will happen is it will drop from here down into here. When that happens, it's only a matter of time before it happens out here. Praise God. Amen. Wow, it's going to be in there a couple of weeks. <laughs> this one example in God's Word can change your life and your circumstances forever. I want to share with you just a few things that will work for me because I, I, here's what I know about God. is, is I, I had a spiritual father and I wanted to be like him so much and, I, and the Lord said, well, see what he did to get to the position where he's at. And I did. 
Because it was one thing I, I couldn't think of myself ever being at the level that he was. And, and what I did, though, is I started studying his life and studying what he did to get to the place where he was. So I've always liked to do that because maybe it'll help someone. Maybe someone out there is, is struggling. Maybe someone doesn't really know. How. Listen, without application, you can't get nowhere. It's one thing hearing it and, and hearing it over week over week, and then you get frustrated. Well, frustration's not faith. And if I can help you share something that's worked in my life, I know this about our God and what he did with my spiritual father. He is no respecter of persons. So if he did it for him, he did it for me. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Amen? Amen. This is what I do in the morning. First thing I do when I get up in the morning, I get up kind of early to have my time alone with God. But I'll go to the restroom first, I'll go to the bathroom first, and the first thing I do is I splash cold water on my face. And, and that's the thing to quiet my flesh, you know, and I look in the mirror. And sometimes what I look in the mirror isn't too pleasant, you know what I mean? <laughs> first thing in the morning, and, and you know, but the first thing I do is splash water on my face so I can start thinking immediately. Because if I don't do that, man, I can be grow, not, you know, I can just be drowsy. I, I, I'm up, so I might as well get to it. So I splash water on my face and I look in the mirror and I say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I don't look too righteous. <laughs> Sometimes I don't feel righteous. But I've been doing that for years now. And man, I walk back my hall. Thank you, Lord, you've made me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, that's cool, Pastor Chris. That's cool you do that. But what's that mean? That means I think like right, I talk right, and I act right. Well, if I'm thinking right, and I'm talking right, and I'm acting right, which is the righteousness of God, then I should be having right results. And I expect that. I don't expect to get up and, and not get accomplished what God's called me to do and to be. I don't expect to come up short. I don't expect to fail. Okay? And, and why I'm saying that is because I, I want you to have that same attitude that God does. It's not what I want. It's what